Welcome, Welcome to the Nightly Rant with your hosts, Mike and Toria. This is the show where we examine society from a sarcastic point of view. If you like insane conversations, this is definitely the show for you. Let's get into today's topic. YPN people, I don't know about you, but I love helping out a friend. That's why I want to shout out my friend Brian Little and his podcast, Your Favorite Blockhead. This is the only show that manages to weave together peanuts and MMA into one heck of an amazing podcast. You can find your favorite blockhead wherever your favorite podcasts reside and at yourfavoriteblockhead.com. Do me a huge favor and listen to Brian's show. You'll be entertained and you'll help out a friend. Now, as I said, let's get into today's topic. So... I guess since there's no more events, the school year is officially over. I think it was officially over on that Thursday. Oh, you mean that Friday when they actually closed it down and said it was going to be remote? No, it was Thursday when Mitchell wrote his last AP test and told us it was the last official day of school. Oh, well, yeah, but then <laughs> graduation was the following Thursday and Wednesday, the drive through graduation, and then the virtual graduation was that Saturday. So you have to skip ahead a week for it to actually be the end of school. And that was kind of my point. Got it. But now in light of everything that's going on in the world, and by the way, this is not going to be a discussion about what's going on in the world. It's going to be a discussion about how what's going on in the world was shaped. And who I think is mostly to blame for some of the erroneous thinking. Okay. There's a lot to be proud of. A lot. I'd probably say 95% of it is something to be proud of. But there's some places where it can be improved. Okay. And there are certain people involved that are, in my opinion, not doing a good job and need to do a better job. So, let's talk about it. Okay. You know, from when your kid is born until when they're about five years old... The vast majority of that time, they spend it with a mom, a dad, or both. So they're always getting parents' influence. Always. And then, as parents, you have to trust society enough that you let your kid go to school. And I say let because you could not trust society and homeschool them. But trust and send them out there because it's good for the kid. The kid goes out there and now... The experiences that the kid has, who they become friends with, because let's face it, we all know that little kids just parrot what mom and dad say about social issues and all of that. They just parrot it back. So you you don't know who your kids are going to become friends with, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But that's the beauty of it all is that your kid's getting exposed to everything in the world. And then your job as a parent is to guide them to the answers that they're looking for. Not to give them the answers, by the way, but to guide them to the answers. And that's the part I think is missing. I think parents today don't spend enough time talking to their kids about why they think a certain thing. I think they spend too much time preaching at the kids what the parents themselves feel about the issue. Does that make sense? Do you think they're even telling their kids what they feel about the issue, or do you think they're just telling other people? And the kids overhear it. Yeah. Yeah, it's not even a direct conversation. So you're right. That's even one step beyond telling it directly to the kid. You're right. But like I've noticed that with what's been going on, I've been curious to find out how Mitchell thinks about 
some of these issues because teachers definitely tend to indoctrinate kids with a accumulation of their viewpoints. You know, you're in high school, you got six or seven teachers. And when you're in sports, you have even more because there's billions of coaches for the running sports, just billions of them. And your kid is just exposed to like so much that they have to sort through all that and figure it out. And it's not our job to say, oh, well, that person's dumb. And that, I mean, if something's totally damaging and stupid, you say, oh, that is stupid. And here's why. But otherwise, you got to let the kid figure that shit out. And so I've noticed like with the issues going on, I'll, I'll ask Mitch, like, well, what do you think about that? How does that make you feel? Uh-huh. And then he'll tell me. And then I'll ask him, well, why, though? What makes you come to that conclusion? And he'll, like, he told me, you know, he doesn't think that you should deal with complain about violence by being violent. That's one of the things that he said. And it's like, he's thought about it, and I'm impressed with that. But I can still see the indoctrinations of teachers. And so my job is to be like, eh, that one's okay. That one's a little cuckoo, though. Let me make sure he understands that. And that's all you do is you ask them questions. You make sure that they think of the things they need to think about in order to make the decisions they're going to need to make. And, of course, you hope that they are close to you in ideology, but you don't require that in order for them to be part of the family, so to speak. It's just stupid. There are families that do require that, I'm sure. And all that does is encourage people to lie and not engage. So bad news. So what do you think? How much of a role does school play in the ideology of kids that are going on to college? Isn't the entire point of school to be exposed to different viewpoints and find where you fit in the middle of viewpoints? I think that's what I just said. Yeah. Kibi, you call it indoctrination like it's a problem. Well, it's a problem when you have teachers who say, well, here's these eight things and seven of them are wrong. Only my way is the right way. That's indoctrination. It's indoctrination if they force the kids to believe that. Parents can indoctrinate their kids that way as well. telling them that that's how they feel isn't indoctrination. It's just exposing them to a different viewpoint. When you gain a person's trust and then you start espousing an extremely dogmatic position, the chances that those children will mold to your dogmatic opinion are extremely, extremely high. Uh huh. And then, like you just said, it's the parents' responsibility to make sure that exactly. their kids are critically thinking through the issues. Exactly. But don't belittle the fact that there are teachers out there that like just insist it's their way or the highway. I mean, we, we once had a teacher give one of our kids a lower grade in um, citizenship. Because he insisted kids follow the rules when they play games. Like, what did that teach that kid at the time? Was the lower grade because they insisted on following the rules or because they were obnoxious and insisted? It was because they insisted on following the rules and that he needs to learn to relax and let other people, you know, cheat a little bit if they want to. Really. That's what we were told. Like, really. Sorry, bro, but I'm not going to teach my kid that it's okay to cheat to get what you want. But that's... That's what happens is parents don't take an active role. And so they let society as a whole shape who their kids are. And then those are the same parents that get so angry with the kids that then they end up having an, you know one of those big fights where they just don't talk to each other, which is horrendous. You never want to be in a situation like that. That is the worst. So 
you have to do your job and jump in there and you know here's the thing maybe they still end up this far away from you compared to how you might force them to be so by just letting it happen you still end up that big distance that's okay because the entire time you've been talking to them they understand where you're coming from and you understand where they're coming from so there is no fight it's an exchange of ideas and i think that's a good thing i think the bad thing that pushes people too far is the parent that's like nope has to be my way or else i don't want to talk to you about it should always be able to talk about any topic those people in general are just the worst so understanding it from that perspective you can use whatever word you want indoctrination is the word i choose to use you choose expose whatever it all comes down to the same thing if you let them explore then it's a good thing but if you push them down a narrow pathway that's a bad thing do you agree with those two statements yep then that's why we define how we think about things because we think exactly the opposite about what the initial term should be but the outcome is the same and really the outcome is what matters like like <laughs> we want we want to be successful and if that means we have to work with other people to help them get successful so that we get successful that's what you do you just do that mm-hmm. and you put it out there and i think that's equivalent to like parents being supportive of their children and their adult children i don't think you should ever impose your will upon a kid i think there comes a point where you just have to go all right i'm not going to say anymore because now i'd be pushing them in the direction i don't want to push them in so it's just been interesting to see like how he thinks about it you should ask him some questions when he's here you already told me he thinks the exact same way you do about everything that you've been seeing <laughs> pretty, dang, pretty dang close pretty dang close like he's really impressed with the protesters on the first night who are out past curfew handing themselves over to the police he said that shows that they are truly about being peaceful huh? they don't want to fight with anybody and i thought you know i mean i'm just i'm impressed by the time he has spent to think through his opinions that's what i'm impressed with and so it made me i guess because he's taken the time it made me more aware of this issue as a parent that you have to kind of let them open their wings and let them figure things out on their own and just sort of be there to make sure there are no cliffs that they fall off, you know? Or at least they're little cliffs. Yeah, and that they don't get taken advantage of by, you know, weirdos. I think that's important. <laughs> but like, reasonable. how was it in Canada with that kind of stuff? I don't know. Do you honestly think I remember being in school at all? Well, it's not just school, though. Like, were kids mostly of the same belief as their parents or were they mostly opposed to the beliefs of their parents or was it like a fine mixture of the two absolutely no idea wow and it hasn't even been that long for you and i can remember what it was like when i was that age that was a lot longer considering i had no idea how politically any of the people i hung out with in high school are or how any of their parents are, because here it's all anyone ever talks about is whether they're a Democrat or a yeah, Republican. Good point. Now I was sitting here thinking about that as you were saying that, and it's true. And they try to, they try to pigeonhole you. Now I can say as a whole, people from the crow's nest past tend to have pretty conservative values. So they're young m- and old. So they're more towards the right side of the spectrum. The Canadian right side of the spectrum. Well, is different than here. So we'll just 
put that. So, but I'm talking about the American right side of the spectrum. They're more like that. Yes? No. So conservative over there actually means liberal over here. Got it. That's a good translation. No. Well, then where would they're they just fit on nowhere the near where right wing Americans are? Where would they fit on the spectrum? The spectrum is different there. It doesn't. Live you in can the same make place them equivalent. I don't know what the equivalent is. Alrighty, fair <laughs> answer. Fair answer. Yep. I think it's interesting. The difference between the two countries always trips me out. I think the not constantly talking about what political party you're in favor of and not having two-year-long presidential elections really changes how people feel about politics in the other country. It seems like it seems like the parties there, though, are very smartly handled. Um, I could be completely off base, but it feels like there's some really diehard folks who are like the leaders of these parties, and they're like a small handful of people per party, and they're like the leaders in their area, local area is what I'm talking about. And really, you don't necessarily pledge an allegiance to any one party. You might, but you don't necessarily. And one year you might align yourself with this party because you like what they have to say. And another year you might align yourself with that party because you like what they have to say. I voted in Am three I wrong about fed- that? No, I voted in three federal Canadian elections. And I voted for a different party each time. Because in that time period, they were... That's how things changed. ...more aligned. Well, and see, in that, right there, that is how you should vote. Right. But in Canada, it's a shitload easier. Well, yeah, and it it makes sense. Because here, it doesn't matter what you try to say you are, they always put you in one of the two buckets. And, you know, I've been put in both buckets. Depends on which audience you're talking to. You know what's interesting? Something that I've, I've found interesting about my mother, like over the last three or four years. Um, I, I'll start with, I rarely agree politically with my father because he's my favorite conspiracy theorist. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but my mom, we agree 100% on Canadian politics and disagree 100% on American politics. Isn't that interesting? You know what that tells me, though? What? It tells me that if she lived here, she would probably agree with you on American politics. Because you're, you've actually experienced what it's like in Canada. So when she talks to you about the updates to things, you can tell how it's going to affect the country. You grasp all that. But she can't do that here. She has to come here and experience it in order to do that. And I think that's the part that makes her different than you. But I think if she were to come here, you would be more aligned. And I'm not saying exactly aligned, but I think you'd be more in alignment than you think. Fair enough. I've noticed that sometimes you and I will be completely the opposite ends of the spectrum on an issue until we start defining terms. And then it's like, oh, well, you mean that in this way. And that does align with me. And we find ourselves a lot closer than we started out thinking we were, which is interesting to me. The most alarming thing I find about this country is the desperate need to label every single person by the political party that they affiliate with sometimes. Well, the only way I would change what you said, because I agree with it, is the desperate need to give them a political party designation at all. Right. It's almost like they refuse to have a discussion with you unless they're allowed to label you something. Right. Like, why? Why, when you have a discussion with somebody and they don't agree 100% with you, do you have to call them a liberal? Well, and this guy tonight on Twitter was going on and on and on about the lockdown protests 
Uh-huh. You know that I was involved in those, so I was defending it. And he finally, like he was being really nasty, and he brought Trump into it. And I said, I don't know why you brought that orange clown into our discussion, but, and then I finished, his entire tone towards me changed. He was more conciliatory. He was friendlier because he immediately now felt like we were closer in viewpoint than we were. And the reality is I felt the way I felt and he felt the way he felt. So nothing changed. But they won't listen but his perception, to you. You're exactly right. They won't, won't even listen or try to have the discussion with you. And that's because they assigned a belief to you that you don't even have. Right. And I'm learning to deal with that these days by just pointing it out. I didn't say that I agreed with that guy. In fact, I think he's a clown. <laughs> now do you see where I'm coming from? Then they go, oh, he also doesn't like Trump. Because it's interesting. They don't really care then if you align precisely with them. They have, they're have they a one-issue voter. They don't like the president. And if you do, or you or they even think you do, then they don't like you. Right. It's, you know, it is what it is. But when you understand that, it helps you communicate with people better. But I feel like we've kind of gone way off to the <laughs> left. But um boom. He thinks he's funny, people. He thinks. Speaking of labels, <laughs> <laughs> I'm funny. And that was very liberal. But hey. Doki. Who cares? Now that he's being a psychopath, I guess it's time to wrap things up. Good night, everyone. Hasta la bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The Nightly Rant. If you enjoyed the show, please give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or Google Play. If you didn't enjoy the show, please just ignore that previous request for a rating. This has been a Yogi's Podcast Network production.